And I am your other host, Dylan, and we're back again. We're back again. A 11th time? Is that correct? Does it really matter at this point? Just as long as well, we, just as long as we, you know, we're back. Hey, listen, you challenged me to remember how many episodes we actually record, and that was my attempt. If I'm wrong, then I don't know what to tell you. It's like probably around 12, 13, I think. Holy shit. Okay, well, so I was... All right, well, close. Maybe, I don't know. You know I, I, I could have said five. That would have been bad. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe by me saying 12 or 13, I'm way off. I don't know. But, uh, so we just heard from Mr. Eddie Kingston. Um, yes. Your favorite heel, right? Great, great heel. Eddie Kingston and John Moxley, the, the saga continues. Um, we will definitely speak all about that uh and and also the one year anniversary of aew dynamite along with nxt the wwe raw and smackdown draft and i don't know whatever else happens to come up in the time you got anything else that we were supposed to talk about or pretty much cover all the topics to um, be those are the base those are the basics well I mean, like you said, I'm sure we'll get more in depth as we continue talking about it. And, you know, maybe something else will pop up and we'll take a turn down that road and see where it leads to. I like it. Um, well, here we are recording on a Friday night, usually a Thursday night. Um, some 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 other things popped up, delayed us a day. But, hey, you know what? It is what it is. Here we are. Um, I like to think that, I don't know, the way that I see it, and I think you and I have talked about this before, Dylan, but the way that I like to see it is if we can have a, an episode prepared for all of those indie guys that are traveling to and from shows on the weekend and they have something to listen to, mm-hmm. I, that's that's good enough for me. That's a good mentality to have. Whether they listen to it or not, I don't know. Right. But that's you know, just kind of how I put it go into it. After five minutes, they throw their phone out the window and say, never again. Right. They still didn't talk about us. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, before we get into it, um, you know, this is one of my one of my favorite segments of the show each week is when you say, I say each week, but I don't know, last week I think we kind of skipped over it and I just brought it up because, hey, uh, I wanted to talk about it. But one of the things that we like to talk about usually is what we're drinking. So, I'll throw it to you, Mr. Harrison. What is it that you're drinking this week, my friend? Well, currently, the current beverage that I have open is a sparkling water, which is made by LaCroix. LaCroix. LaCroix, whatever. I mean, the way it's written, it's hard to pronounce it on this can, so. Yeah, LaCroix. In fact... I'm pretty sure, pretty sure that's the drink that the if you can however many syllables you can fit into it makes it more right. Sure, let's. Lacroixa. 
I don't know. It's it's in like a weird cursive pirate writing. Pirate writing. Yeah, you know, like that cursive pirate writing that you see in pirates maps. Maps when they're writing stuff. Okay. And you know what? X X marks the spot. So yeah, it kind of looks like an X. So I guess that's the spot that they marked on this Why can. Are you you're drinking that by itself? Yeah. You know those are uh, popular because people use them as mixers, correct? And the other thing that I have to drink right now is um, aha, <laughs> uh-huh, the cat's out of the bag. Yeah, is a um, a classic, a Miller Light. I'm sorry. So you are making your own. You're like, so let me get this straight real quick. <laughs> You're making your own Dr. Weiser. No, I am back not. to last episode. Yeah, I'm not mixing them. But it sounds like you are. No, I, I haven't even opened the Miller Lite yet. What the hell is going on? I'm going to save that for like right in the middle of the episode. All of a sudden, you're just going to hear a psh. This is the worst Friday night ever for you. This is a typical Friday night for me. So. Wait, you start the night with like three or four Lacrocs? Lacrocs? And then you And then one Miller Light. That's your ratio? Three to one. Three to one Lacrocs to Miller Light. Well, three Lacrocs, that's more of a Saturday night for me. So this is what, two to one? It's one to one. Okay. It's 50-50. I like it. Yeah. So, Lacrocs. <laughs> they, they, they also make shoes. It'll, ta- it'll take you by surprise. It's. I'm surprised. I can tell you that much. Yeah, I'm surprised too, honestly. So. <laughs> I didn't think Me? I was, what am I, I drinking? Oh, I, I'm I, so glad you asked. Oh, <laughs> I know what you're drinking because you called me earlier just to tell me about it. Tell me what you picked up. So, listen, I will never hide the fact that I'm a huge dork. Okay, it's it's who I am. Hang on, I think I hear my baby crying. Hang on, Bree. His baby is crying right now. By baby, he means wife. I don't know what that. Yeah, no, I don't know what that that sound is. I'm gonna have to edit this out. Okay, it's gone. I don't know. Maybe there's a burglar in my home. I don't know. But um So wait a minute. So so you are admitting that you're a huge dork for what you're going to announce what you're drinking, but like what does that make me for drinking lacrocs? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um <laughs> effeminate? I don't <laughs> 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 no, uh, I am. I am drinking. I'm glad you asked. I am drinking Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA. Hell yeah! <laughs> How is it? It's gonna crack one of these open. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, <laughs> what was that? That was a Steve Austin. That was a. Uh, who was that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, my bad. Maybe yeah. I went a little too too far. You Listen, went, you went too haggard on that. These. Ah, nice. I see yeah. what you did there. Yeah, I uh, I've had a couple of these so far. So if I'm a few sheets to the wind, what of it? All right, 
I don't know what to tell you. Uh, you're just going to have to deal with it. You're going to have to pick up the pieces. A few stops to the mud hole. <laughs> there you go. I like it. So, Alza, too- give us a review. I'm I'm definitely interested. In- it's, it is actually uh, – so I'm not a big IPA guy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just uh, I subscribe to the belief that people that say, oh, I really like IPAs, really don't like IPAs. They just say it because they think it makes them sound cool. Yeah. Um, so I don't like IPAs. I, if I'm drinking beer, I like lagers. Mm-hmm. I like stouts. I like porters. I typically, yeah, typically go towards the lagers because they're easier to drink. They're smoother, and you can relax and just chill on your porch. Mm-hmm. You know, and tell people to get off your lawn while you drink them. <laughs> stouts and porters a little heavier, but also still smooth. Um, IPAs are just heavy AF, and um, they taste like. Um, uh, well, if you got, if you took like hops, if, if, basically if you licked an organic hop, it would and taste then, like an and IPA. Then, and then drink some water afterwards. Then right, and then put a handful <laughs> of penny, handful of pennies in your mouth. Yeah, man, double IPAs though. Those are whew. yeah. Ugh. There's, I mean, there's a few IPAs that I do like. That I honestly do like, but overall, I'm in the same boat as you. I'm not really a big, heavy IPA drinker. No. Mm-hmm. No. But this one is actually pretty good. There is some flavor to it. Yes, you do have that IPA note, um, but there is uh, some smoothness to it. I can, which is why I've had a couple, which is why I'm a few sheets to the wind. Nice. Any more brain busters? <laughs> no, Arn. <laughs> uh, you mean Murdoch? No, Tully. No. Tully and Arn, the brain busters. Uh, uh, see, I, was, I was referring to Dick Murdoch, the inventor of the brain buster. No. Well, I was there you re- go. referring to a tag some, team. Some trivia for you. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, <laughs> so yeah, a lot of wrestling. Um, so last week we recorded early. Um, which was my fault, but we recorded early. We recorded before AEW's um, 30 Years of Jericho mm-hmm. and NXT um, and SmackDown, for that matter. So um, this year, this year, this, this week, year. yeah, <laughs> this year, um, <laughs> this week we're a little bit more on time. But all that said, Dylan, where would you like to begin with our wrestling review of the week? Oh, well, would you like to... Let's get into the draft. See, I thought that since we kicked it off with Kingston, that we'd lead off with Kingston. But if you want to save him for a little bit later, yeah, that's fine with me. You know, Eddie can Eddie can hold on for a little while, so... That works. That works. Let's go with the draft. Go for it. Okay. So, uh, that draft was something, wasn't it? It was something because, honestly, I... So... I knew that it was uh, that Raw was going to have the draft. For whatever reason, I didn't think that SmackDown would have the draft last week. Well, the draft originally started on SmackDown, I believe, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. last Friday. Yeah. So, and then, uh, yeah, day one was on Friday, October 9th, and the, uh, bleh, day two was on the 12th, so which was the Monday. So, yeah, started right. with SmackDown. Right. And then... Um, but I've got it pulled up right here, so um, I got a listing. Oh, of, do you know? Yeah, I got a listing. How official? Of, I know. I'm trying to stay on top of stuff, but you know, 
Um, <laughs> but Lacrocs. But but that Lacrocs is uh, it's yeah. stopping my mud hole. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so let's kind of get into the big ones right now. I guess uh, Drew McIntyre is staying on Raw. Shocking. Shocking. I know. Um, <laughs> with retribution. With, retribution. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into. Listen, we'll get into that. I, we'll get into that. So hold on. <laughs> we'll get into. You that. can't contain me. Listen, I'm not following no formats right. here. We'll, we'll get into that whole thing. Um, Roman Reigns is on SmackDown. I'm not going to go through the whole list. Right get here. right out of town. Yeah, I'm not going to go through the whole you list or anything get, like you that. Get so, out of here. Yeah. Um, let's see. But a big one. AJ Styles went to Raw. AJ Styles to Raw. Mm-hmm. So um, interesting too. Um, Styles uh, had the had the Intercontinental Title, lost it, mm-hmm. right, and then. Um, was the whole Styles, Jeff Hardy, Sami Zayn feud? Sami Zayn, now your current Intercontinental Champion. But what is the what is the goal with Styles? I mean, is he gonna go to Raw and be in the title scene with McIntyre? Well, if you think about currently uh, the roster that's on Raw right now, I mean, after Orton, technically, who do you have for McIntyre? Dabba Kato. Dabba Dabba do, baby. Dabba Dabba do. Yeah, right. Um, but no, I think AJ's pretty much, he's pretty much done all he can on SmackDown. I think they've kind of reached a, at least to me, it feels like they reached like a creative peak with him. I mean, not saying that he's done all the, you know, all the great storylines, you know, he's done all that, but I mean, that they've gone as far as they could with him to SmackDown and um, him still being a very, very viable person to WWE. I think they, you know, him switching over to Raw is going to open up more opportunities, not for him, but for other people too, to see, you know, different feuds and stuff of that nature. So, and possibly, you know, getting something with Drew McIntyre too. Completely agree. Yeah. Okay. So AJ Styles to AJ, Raw. AJ Styles to Raw. So that yep. I think. All that right. Will, what else? Uh, let's see. What else happened? Um, Bray Wyatt moved to Raw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I needed a Steve Austin IPA to the dome. IPA to the dome. Uh, yeah. Yeah, needed it. Needed it bad. I I totally understand. I just listen. I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna give it away. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't, for, I don't, want, I don't want you to set off any red flags or alarms or anything like that. So, <laughs> so for everyone at home, um, or on the road, I don't know, um, or in your car, maybe like I am now. Um, mm-hmm. We, I had to move rooms. I was being too loud. I was keeping the baby awake, so uh, I was forced out. I am now, I'm now in the garage in my own car, um, which is great. The acoustics in here are fantastic, Dylan. Um, but in 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 getting out to the garage, I set the alarm. It off. was it was a challenge. <laughs> and was subsequently scolded. So very heavily, um, I. Scolded so bad that I'm not even in the same state as you, and I felt like I was in trouble as well. You are yeah, in trouble. Yeah, I am in trouble. Next time I see your wife, I'm, I'm 
going to get a big lashing. So, Well, see, that's the thing. You're in so much trouble. We're not allowed to hang out anymore. <laughs> you'll, you'll never drink milk again, okay? You'll never record another podcast again, all right? <laughs> Shout out. All right. Yeah. Um, that was my Miller Lite. Nice. Yeah. That was I, underwhelming. I, I, it, well, there's a lot of overwhelming stuff that just happened, so. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to pepper in some sound effects on that one. Yeah. Ooga! That was my Miller Lite. Just uh, set your alarm off again and just record that in your house. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> you know, we already made one Haggard reference, but the other one we could make right now is a sneaky in the open. Sneaking in your house. Sneaking uh, in, right. yeah. Oh. <laughs> Sneaking into my car. Uh, all right. Um, my interior lights are still on. My battery's gonna excellent. die. Hold, please. Yeah. I'm gonna shut the door, and this will probably set the alarm off again. That's all right. Here we go. Okay, we're good. Uh, well, and just wait for the rage text. I heard you shut that door. <laughs> I'll kill you. I'll kill you both. All right. Um. So Bray Wyatt. Yeah, let's get back to the moving draft. on. Moving on. <laughs> uh, let's see what else. Um, Alexa Bliss. Yeah, Alexa Bliss goes with uh, comes with Bray Wyatt. Yep. Uh, what else we got? According to this, yeah, Daba Kato is on Raw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Riddle got moved to Raw. Yep. Yep. Um, Miz and John Morrison moved to Raw. Yes, and what the hell? Like, I guess I don't understand these whole, like, all right. (laughs) At what point, and and I really don't know, like, at what point in the 2000s did WWE just say, you know what we need? Talk shows. Like, we had... segments, like talk show segments? Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's it's completely overdone. Jericho had one. Jericho had one. Carlito had one. Carlito had one. Um, didn't Edge have one? Yeah, the Cutting Edge, then, I think. And then uh, I think Christian Miz had has one. Had, yeah. Why is this still a thing? I it took. I'm. I wish I would have had the stopwatch going. But watching Raw this last week, I was like, so we've seen a fight between Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. Not a real match, just a fight. Yeah. But a promo on both sides to set it up. Then Miz TV, which lasted through the commercial break, and then they did another Miz TV. I was like, is this even a wrestling show anymore? Mm. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> there's, I, a, there's I, a big debate for that. I mean, you can make a debate dude, for that. I, I like WWE because... They have withstood the test of time, but I don't like WWE. Yeah. It is, I mean, especially, excuse me, I I look at, hang on. Steve Austin, what? Broken Skull IPA, turning on me. Um, <laughs> I look at, like, watching Raw and SmackDown now is like going to an amusement park that was built 
in dedication to Raw and SmackDown. That means it's not the real thing. It's like a it's like a a, a tongue in cheek like elbow your neighbor type like joke that everybody's in on. I mean, even even when Stephanie McMahon and I apologize if I'm jumping ahead, but even when Stephanie McMahon drafted Retribution. Her horrible acting of like looking backstage and looking up front and be like, huh, huh, retribution? It's a horrible joke that no one finds funny. It's it's your creepy uncle that's drunk all the time off of Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPAs. That's making <laughs> he's making immature and obnoxious jokes in front of people and like you know, constantly hitting you in the ribs like, <laughs> you get it? That's that's how I feel about Raw and SmackDown. Like, if if I'm ever at odds with the wife over, <laughs> over shows that I watch, if I'm ever going to concede to her and say, you're right, this is dumb, it's because of Raw and SmackDown. So everything that she said about wrestling up to this point is totally justified. 100%. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gobbledygooker, hundred percent. Yeah, um, yeah. Shockmaster, one hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, um, yeah. Retribution drafted to <laughs> Raw. Yeah, drafted makes no sense. Perfect sense. No, I mean no. Yeah, they got contracts, so I mean, yeah, they are. Yeah, let's just keep L- it going. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. What was the point of the contracts? Was it like, okay, you guys, now knock it off. We'll just, we'll give you some contracts. You just got to promise to play nice, okay? Is that all right, okay? Well, be, huh? being, a group like, that? being a group like that, I wouldn't want a contract. That's not the point why I'm doing the things that I'm doing. But I'm saying, like, why offer them a contract? What's the point? So then they get a contract, and they're like, <laughs> dummy, thanks for the contract. We're just going to keep doing what we're doing. Right. Uh, that's just so a bad. Then, that's just, just a bad business move on WWE's part too, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh. Um. So new day. New day. New day. Uh, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods were moved to Raw, but not Big E. Big E is staying on SmackDown. That's right. So which he's continue that singles run? Yep. Which I think he's ready for. And I think he absolutely. I think he deserves it right now. I mean, he's he's been a very very talented guy. He's got so much charisma. He's proved it, you know, the last five six years with the New Day. And um, I think that just being with the New Day has kind of like seasoned him up a lot more and helped prepare him in a way for that eventual singles run that he will hopefully have. The second ever NXT champion, mm-hmm. Big E. He's uh, Big E has got it, man. He's got the personality, and you're right. I think his time with the New Day built his confidence and built his preparedness for being in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I am a big Big E fan, and I I'm so glad he's he's got a singles run. I hope it's not wasted. I hope it's not. He's going to be freaking Sheamus' tag team partner in two weeks, and that's going to be their thing for, you know, the next two and a half years. Yeah. 
Um, but nothing would surprise me because that's just what they do. It's WWE. Um, <clears throat> right. So which leads me to, okay, so the New Day were the tag team champions on SmackDown, correct? Correct. So they got, Oh, yes. So yeah, they yeah, were yeah, drafted yeah, okay. to Raw, So right. that, which brings the SmackDown titles over to Raw, and the Street Profits are the current Raw tag team champions, and they were drafted to SmackDown. SmackDown, yep. yep. So they did this little swanky segment in the back where you had like New Day and Street Profits, and Adam Pierce was there too. And yep. I don't know, it just, they ended up just trading the championships with each other. Like, oh, oh, oh I mean, yeah, you want my belt? Yeah, I'll take your belt. I don't know. It was just, it was really weird. It was like they're, I don't know. I'm with you. I, I don't know. I, I can't describe it either. I just know that I didn't feel good about it. It was like I felt really dirty after watching that. <laughs> I felt like I just like, I felt like I just watched two card collectors trade like two Keith Van Horn cards <laughs> to each other and just like <laughs> It was like uh I, I, you know, I'm the I'm we are the tag champions that represent this brand. Mm. And we are the tag champions that represent this brand. We are now no longer representatives of that brand. However, we should still be recognized as champions. Mm -hmm. That mindset alone, that makes sense. But the traditionalist that is the pro wrestling fan, there is something weird about it. Like, you've just spat on the prestige of a belt. That would be like, like when the Intercontinental Champion gets drafted to a different brand and the US title champion gets drafted to a different brand they don't trade belts they take the belt with them mm -hmm. so the fact that that didn't happen it does make it just seem strange well yeah I, don't, I just don't know how to explain it I just there had to be a better way to fix that issue just than just by having them like oh trade belts all right all right, all right, you know. Right. In the backstage area. Yeah. There had to be something better. What? I don't know, but, I mean, yeah. It was just all really in weird. All, all in all, the draft was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, the best thing about Raw was Alexa Bliss and The Fiend. You know when they were first like paired together or they were kind of like teasing it for a yeah. while, I don't know how I felt about it. Okay. But after watching that segment on raw, like I'm, I'm all in, I'm all in for it. Like she, 100%. she did a really good job in that segment and just, yeah, I'm, I'm digging it. Just that look that she had on her face when she was hanging upside down in the corner just kind of totally. like that, you know, crazy weird smile thing. It was just, it was so weird, but it was really cool though. It's it's crazy because I, it's just it's shocking to me that it took WWE this long. Like I was talking to my wife about it, <laughs> oh, yeah. which yeah. she was so interested. Let me tell you, she <laughs> she was like, "Tell me more, please." This is exactly how I wanted to spend my evening, but. Um, all of us 
<laughs> wrestling nerds um, have been more or less presenting this idea for the last two or three years. You know, when have we Bray when Bray Wyatt was talking about Sister Abigail and everyone was like, "Oh, Sister Abigail has oh, to be a person." Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was like Alexa Bliss is Sister Abigail. Mm-hmm. That was the thing, and so it's been presented forever. And it's like the fact that they're finally doing it is, it's good because it you know it it, it make it's good, um, but it's also bad because it's like what the fuck took you so long? Like why are we doing this now? Like, and not only that, but I'm the thing about wrestling that I've noticed over the years is they're they're very um, shitty. <laughs> no, opportunistic no. when it comes to pop culture. Yeah. You know, so it's which makes perfect sense, right? Like if it's over with a majority crowd somewhere, why wouldn't you integrate that into your story or your product? I mean, that that totally makes sense. Like think about Sting in TNA when The Dark Knight was huge and like Heath Ledger's Joker, which we'll get into more a little later, but Heath Ledger's what? Joker was like, <laughs> was like, you know, super popular and like smashing box office records. Mm-hmm. Sting saw that and was like, "Hmm, that's a good character." And then he made the Sting character in TNA be more Joker esque. Mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of that rebranding of Sting. Wrestling's always done that, and so it's it's surprising to me that it took them this long, based on the uh, popularity of Harley Quinn in these last several years. Because I just noticed that you when you think, said that she does have kind of like a a very Harley Quinn esque uh, way about her now. Totally, yeah. So they didn't miss the boat because she's obviously still popular, and Birds of Prey just came out on DVD. Like I don't know six months ago or three months, I don't know. Um, so it's still there, but it's it's surprising that it took this long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I dig it. Totally dig it. So, I mean, this is, you know, by WWE's logic, this is probably the high point right now, and then it's all downhill from here after this. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So we, yeah, just reached, gonna have a, we just reached the peak last Monday. They're going to have a cinematic match. <laughs> between Bray Wyatt, The Fiend, Alexa Bliss, and, I don't know, The Blue Meanie. Poison Ivy. And, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Schwarzenegger is going to come back. Yep. And, yeah, uh, let's hope not. But, anyway. So, I think we covered the draft. Should we get into the main event? Let's talk about NXT and AEW. Okay. Sure. So, we didn't talk about AEW last week. Because we were ahead of it. Uh, we were talking about 30 Years of Jericho. Um, before we get into um, the one-year anniversary show, what did you think of 30 Years of Jericho? Now, when you say 30 Years of Jericho, are you talking about the end match that he had at that episode? <laughs> sure. Sure. Based on based on our our, our conversations uh, earlier in the week, I'm going to say sure. I mean, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Um yeah. We've been we've been saying this a lot, but I mean, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it doesn't no. make sense. I mean, the way they this should have felt like a bigger deal than what it was. Honestly, 
And mm-hmm, the way mm-hmm. they portrayed it, they had Jericho and Hager wrestle some guy that Jericho knew 30 years ago that wrestles in Japan. Yeah. And, you know, and his tag team partner who together, I've, I've only seen him on uh, Dark, AEW Dark. Yep. Yep. I mean, maybe like a rare appearance while, while of them being in the crowd during Dynamite. But besides that, they nobody knows who the hell it is. And you wouldn't know who the hell it is. If you were a casual viewer, like turning, tuning into that show, and you're like, oh, cool, Jericho's on there. I didn't know that. And then, and then there's, you know, you know, Hager. Jack Swagger. Jack Swagger. And then he, wow, who's he wrestling? He's wrestling a guy like a bald guy who's so blown up right now that I don't even think he's going to make it through the ring introductions. Yeah. And some lucha guy. Yep. I mean, I don't know. I don't. It was a waste. It it, It was was a waste. waste. I mean, I get it in, 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 I th- and we've talked about it before, but I think this is this right here is the downfall of the wrestlers having say in their characters because this is a Jer- this has Jericho written all over it. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to wrestle Luther. Mm-hmm. You know, we we broke in together. We both trained at the dungeon the dungeon together. We've remained friends all these years, regardless of where Luther is and where I am. And this is important to me, so make it happen. And so they did. So kudos to Tony Khan and AEW for for being good dudes. But at some point, this is a business, man. Like, well, somebody's got to you know be the guy that's like, no, I'm not. I mean, I know you guys have been friends, but I'm not doing that. That doesn't totally. That I mean, regardless of how long you've known him and how long you guys have been friends, that doesn't look good on us and it just comes off as looking really low key 100% I completely agree I I, I, I appreciate the humanism involved in, in, in the fact that they do look out for their wrestlers like that um, makes me feel like if Moxley ever returned to text I might get a shot. Right. <laughs> I might get a shot on AEW. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but but realistically, like, yeah, this is a business, man. Like, if you guys really want to kick it into overdrive, if you really want to, you know. Luther's not the way to go. So He's not. No. He's not. And neither is Serpentico. No. You know, it needs, it should have been more meaningful. It should have. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I said that there would be some type of festival friendship callback, and they did do that to a degree with with MJF oh, and the, bringing out the, and clown. the clown, and then yeah, in a way. And he, dude, he Judas effect the holy shit out of that clown. Well, didn't that clown no sell that picture, that frame shot? <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why he got the Judas yeah. effect. <laughs> that was point uh, of the elbow and the point of the nose. Uh, That's it. I was oh, man. pointing at the TV like, oh, my God. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh. So if nothing else, that was something. But, oh, man, all in, the, cr- the 30-year anniversary show, I was, 
I mean, I, I texted you and you had you weren't watching it live, but I texted you spoiling all kinds of things. So I was like, what is happening? I mean, I don't know. If you didn't see it at the end of the show, I mean, Jericho's name was all over every bit of production on that show. <laughs> so, I mean, technically, all it's all his fault. Yeah. It's all his fault. Yeah, I was not impressed with that show in the slightest. I, and you I sent me. Tell. Yeah, you sent me a link to Jim Cornette's uh, podcast about it. And uh, listen, I think Jim Cornette overreacts a little bit, but I think it's all... its He's passionate. He's I've, very passionate. He's passionate, and I believe that he believes what he's saying, but also it's its an act, you know, to, to get more people. But there was a lot that he was saying that I was agreeing with. <laughs> You're just sitting there nodding your head, sitting in I your car like, listening man. to Jim Cornette. <laughs> Yeah, in my garage. In my garage. In my garage, in my car, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Volume on level two. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what? I don't know what he said, but I agree. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was a bad not show. a good show. It was a bad show. Yeah. And that's back to back, because the, the week previous was not good either. Mm-hmm. Well, what about- They haven't done themselves any favors. Well, what about this week's show? Slightly better? This week's show was better. This week's show was a good show. And you and I talked about it earlier, and I said it on Twitter. If anyone has a, you know, everyone cares to follow me, hey, uh, come on. But um, (laughs) it it was a good show. We're so desensitized to big moments, debuts, um, title changes, just shock and awe. You know, we're so desensitized to that. So... We think of a one-year anniversary show. We think, at least in my, I was thinking this way. Something big is going to happen. I thought a title change. I thought a debut. Any of those things was going to happen. I think a lot of people were thinking that way too. They were expecting more than what was presented in front of them, and I, yep. I was kind of in that mindset too. Like I didn't know what. I was going, what was going to happen or necessarily what I was expecting, but I was expecting something of really important significance to happen on that show. Yeah. I thought, I thought that even last week when, um, Cody beat Brody and they were like, Oh, your next challenger is orange Cassidy. I thought orange Cassidy is definitely winning that match. Oh, I, I did not think that at all. I thought I did not think Cassidy. That at all. They've been they've been putting Cassidy over like crazy lately. He beat G- Chris Jericho, <laughs> who was your first world champion. He's definitely winning that match. Cody's going to move on, and then they've got their established TNT division. And you're going to see Cassidy versus Darby Allen. You're going to see Cassidy versus Jungle Boy. You, you know, and now you've got your mid card division. And that was that was my thoughts going into it. Mm-hmm. So. That was one. And then I was like, and then I saw Moxley was at Bloodsport last weekend. Yep. Josh Barnett's uh, Bloodsport. Yep. And like I saw his entrance. I saw like, you know, and I was like, man, Mox misses the independent scene. Like that's what I thought when I saw it. And I was like, maybe he's going to take some time away. Like not to get back into the independence because that's crazy. But like maybe he's just going to take time away in general. Mm-hmm. You know, R- Renee Young no longer works for WWE. Maybe they'll just take some time off and just enjoy each other. So then I was like, maybe Lance Archer wins. I think you're reading a little too much into that. 
I just want you to know what my process uh, I looks know. like. No, I'm, and I'm just letting you know. I think you're reading a little too much into that. I mean, and then I was like, all right, Sheeta versus Big Swole. They've been they've been pushing Big Swole a lot lately, so maybe that's where the title change happens. But then I was like, they've had like five women's world champs in a year, so there's no way they change titles here. Mm-mm. And surely, uh, surely enough, they did not. Yeah. And kind of the same logic went into the tag teams, a tag team match too. Mm-hmm. So, but all of that said, it was a good show. It, it entertained. It was a good show, and I think that people had unrealistic expectations going into it, including myself. Um, yeah, very much so. Very much so. I mean, like I said, even I had like I was thinking something was going to happen, but I mean. I wasn't necessarily disappointed that nothing big like that happened either. It was just kind of like, okay, you know, I'm just, yeah, I don't, yep. yeah, I don't know. Um, what do you think of Cody and Orange Cassidy? <laughs> the deep so, side. The deep side. <laughs> it's interesting. Um, it's interesting. I. I I don't know. Um, I like the fact that when AEW wants to put over two people, they go to a time limit draw. Mm-hmm. Whereas in WWE, if they want to put over two people, they do some type of disqualification. Mm-hmm. So that's that. I guess that's my rebuttal to those that get upset with the time limit draws, because I've seen a lot of that on Twitter where people are saying. There shouldn't have been a time. Oh, well, they're just going to keep doing time limit draws. They haven't done very many time limit draws. I think they've done three in yeah, total. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, in a year. That's not a. That's not a lot. Right, but if you compare that to WWE, anytime there's a no contest, that is essentially their time limit draw. Mm-hmm. So, compare the frequency of both of those. The fact that AEW chose this route rather than the other route, I think, makes it pretty significant. Mm-hmm. So I don't mind it. I don't mind the time limit draw. I don't know. <laughs> what do you mind <laughs> about this? Is there anything at all that you mind about this? I don't know. The more I ref- have reflected on it, like initially watching it, I was like, this is stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Cody beat Brody Lee. I was just going to say that. He beat Brody Lee the week before in a dog collar match. Right. Brody Lee beat Brody Lee beat the piss out of Cody and then beat the piss out of Orange Cassidy. Maybe not to the degree that he beat Cody, but still beat the piss out of him. Mhm. Then Cody goes in and beats him in a dog collar match, like one of the most brutal like bar fighting type matches you could have only to get a time limit draw with Orange Cassidy. Like, listen, I'm a sports fan, and I know that every game, every match is a matter of matchups. It's not about mm-hmm. you beat him and I beat them, so therefore I'm better than you. It, that's not that's not how it works. It's all about matchups. Mm-hmm. And so that equates to wrestling, and wrestling is the exact same way. However, in this instance, like – Especially the way that they presented it, you know, with with 
Orange Cassidy being able to do his like hands in his pockets type stuff. Yeah. Just kind of made it a little less important. I I don't know. I'm kind of in the same boat as you as I'm just really confused by it in a way. <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm, right. I'm confused. I mean, and it's it's the way that the match was booked and some of the things that they did which just made I mean, look, we all know that wrestling is scripted and stuff is you know, planned out in advance, but wrestling is supposed to be a mix. Wrestling is supposed to make you believe that there is an actual fight happening. I mean, that's part right. of it. That's that's been part of it for a hundred years. It is. It is a grade area. See what I did there? It is. It is. A it, grade is it is area. A grade area. Fantasy or, and reality. Right. I mean that's where that's where you can that gray area is where you can go off in like so many directions on how it should be and how it should be presented but basically that's exactly right when it comes down to the core it's two people fighting to win yep and if i'm in the ring with somebody who turns his back on me puts his hands in his pockets, I'm not going to sit there and look in the ref and be like, well, what the hell is this? What is this? As soon as his back is turned to me, I'm going right after him because that is an opening that I am going to take advantage of. I don't care. He can, he can put his hands in his pockets. He can put his hands in his hair and his socks. Like whatever, I guess if he does that and turns his back, I'm taking advantage of that. So you don't like Orange Cassidy? I am. I'm fifty fifty on Orange Cassidy. So when Orange Cassidy first bust out on the AEW scene and he was doing those super kicks to Tommy Dreamer, how did you feel about that? I don't know. It's. I am so conflicted right now because the person inside of me that wants to see like an epic, like competitive match is like, this is fucking stupid. Tommy, just <laughs> punch him in the face and get it over with. Why, why are you buying into this? And then the person, yeah. then like the entertainment poor, poor person inside of me is like, this is, this is kind of funny. It's kind of funny. Yeah. So it's like I have these two entities inside of me just like going back and forth over like it, it needs to be like this, but like, oh, this is funny, you know? Yeah. So that's where I'm so conflicted on it. I'm right there with you. I um... I mean, honestly, when AEW was first advertised as a sports-based wrestling there you go. promotion, right? Yeah. It's not yeah. it's not sport sports base if you got a guy that's doing play kicks and just you know being lazy. Well, don't you think and, and and it's interesting you say that, but don't you think that Dean Malenko thought the same thing? 
you know, like Dean Malenko's character, his entire career was, I mean, he didn't cut a promo. The man of a thousand holds, he was there to wrestle and nothing else. He didn't give a shit about anything else. Yeah, because he took it seriously. And Benoit, frankly, was the same way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I kind of feel like Malenko bought into that. Like, yeah, hell yeah, it's a sports base. Let's, let's, or win loss matters. And, you know, it's, it's the best wrestler is the best wrestler, you know? Mm -hmm. And then he gets there and, man. I don't know. It's now, granted, he's just an agent, so whatever. But right. I'm just saying, right. like, I would like to know really what all those guys are thinking about some of the stuff. Totally, yeah, like Jerry Lynn and well, more so like Arn and like oh, Tully, yeah. Tully, and yeah. yeah, Dean, Jake the Snake. <laughs> <laughs> so like, uh, it's just. I know you gotta ha- gotta find that balance of competitive and entertainment, but I think to a certain extent, the entertainment can go a little too far where it casts a big shadow over the competitive nature of professional wrestling, and that's where people, where everybody, everyone is starting to lose sight of. I think. Very well said, yeah. Because I think it's very easy for a fan, like let's say that's your first time watching AEW and you watch the whole... That's that's what I always think about, is if it's your first time watching AEW, is this the impression I want you to leave having? You know, if I, if I work for AEW and I'm putting a product out there and I know that I'm going to have some first-time viewers... What is it that they're going to come... What's their takeaway? So, with the way that that show went, their takeaway is Orange Cassidy, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what I want them to think of when I think of my product? I mean, nothing against Orange Cassidy. The dude's a hell of a worker, and he's, you know, smart and everything else. But, like, is that truly... You, you put belts on guys because they, quote, represent your company. Mm-hmm. But is that really, are, are the belt holders who represented your company what they're going to take away from that? No, they're going to, like I said, the entertainment portion of that is going to overshadow anything else that they see on yep. that show. And that's going to be the takeaway from it. Yep. First of all, and like, and also at this point, everybody knows what Orange Cassidy, Cassidy's shtick is. So it shouldn't be a shock when he does all this stuff, right? When he's in the ring yeah. with somebody. Everybody knows what he does. Agreed. Just, like, stop it. Yeah. Just stop it. It's a great point. So that's my feeling, feelings about the match. So, Well, before we go any further on to AEW, let's take a break. Um, <laughs> and let's talk a little bit about NXT because, listen, we took – we spent plenty of time shitting on Raw and SmackDown. <laughs> and we were dropping I mean, nuggets on AEW, so... Yep, yep, yep. So we need to talk a little bit about NXT because let's let's be honest. If if WWE does have a program that's that's that they're paying attention to and 
putting time into, it's NXT, especially these last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, you, we, we, we talked about um, NXT TakeOver. We talked about kind of the fallout from that, and a lot has, has happened since then. But 30 years of Jericho and NXT, you know, running side by side, I realized that NXT, uh, AEW won that ratings that night, but NXT was the better show. Oh, yeah. I think on a more continuous basis, they present a better overall show. I mean, if you're yeah. looking for – I mean, obviously, I think they have better wrestling on NXT than what they do on AEW. I agree with that. It's a, I, it's I a completely lot better wrestling. It's more, it's more consistently better. Yeah. Absolutely, I agree with that. I thought it was uh, it was too bad, but um, you know you had uh, at the end of Takeover, uh, Ridge Holland t- dropped off Adam Cole, and then Finn Balor was like, "What's going on?" Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like um, Undisputed Era versus Ridge Holland, mm-hmm. only for Ridge Holland to tear some <laughs> tear of an course. ACL that following week. Of course, it's <laughs> how many injuries have they had in NXT? Lately, so that's been my thought the whole time. There has been an increased amount of people getting hurt. You know what they need? Every professional sports team has a strength and conditioning coach. You don't think they have? Think, you don't think they have that at the at the PC? They have trainers, but strength and conditioning coaches. All too often, people say, "Oh, well, that's that's just someone to make them stronger and and bigger." Now, strength and conditioning coaches are there to make sure that you are recovering properly. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest thing. Good strength and conditioning coaches. Um, it's funny. There was one year where they, the Boston Celtics had a great strength and conditioning coach. Then they changed administration or whatever, and they fired that guy, brought in a new guy. And then, like, three of their top five talents tore an ACL. Like, that was the exact – all of them had the exact same injury. Mm-hmm. So your strength and conditioning coach is is to blame for that. It's, you know, these are the things that you need to be able to train, that they need to be able to recover from, and blah, 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 whatever. <clears throat> same idea in wrestling, especially in wrestling, because there is no off season. So these guys and gals are training every single day, you know, Monday through Friday mm-hmm. for eight hours. What do you expect to happen? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there needs to be there needs to be someone that is in in basically completely involved in their recovery, not just in pain management. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. Because, to your point, there's injuries every single week. Well, do you think it possibly has something to do with the style of matches that they are presenting on the weekly TV show on NXT? Perhaps. but Do you think, well, to a certain extent, some of that, some of that should be dialed back a little bit? Yes. I agree. Yes. So... I mean, yes, at I least think it should le- be dialed back. At least, but also, it's not that different from AEW. Hmm. I mean, watch a 
Kenny Omega match. Watch a Hangman Page match. Watch a Young Bucks match. It's not that different. Do I have to watch a Young Bucks match? <laughs> you know, a Jericho, and I know Jericho is defending his style on on Twitter. Well, Jericho, and he's and he's right too well, because he doesn't wrestle that way. No, but, he doesn't wrestle that way. He's no, he's wrestled a more safe style, especially now, like at his totally. age right now. So totally, yeah. But I'm saying that style is still represented on AEW. It just doesn't result in injury. Why is that though? Yeah, I just told you. <laughs> these, these people are training all day, every day. Like, but it. There. I don't know. There is Something. No, I don't know. Is it? I'm, I'm telling, telling you, dude. It, with that performance center, WWE would be an idiot to not have some sort of strength and conditioning coach there. With all that equipment that they have and all that money that they have invested, they have some of the best trainers in the world, and you're telling me that they don't have a strength and conditioning coach? It's not that they don't have one, necessarily. It's that it's not being done correctly. And I'm not saying I'm the guy, because I'm absolutely not. But I've been very fortunate to be around professional sports uh, uh, um, trainers and things like that. And I know there's a big difference just in the simplicities of recovery. It's a billion-dollar company, and you're telling me they couldn't find the right guy? Yes. (laughs) All right, okay, fair enough. Absolutely. Ask, Ask CM Punk about that. Can we get him on right now? (laughs) <laughs> no i mean really like that was that was the basis of his all of his uh uh lawsuits oh, true you know he's the he's the guy that's being forced to go out and and work when he's right. injured you know he's the reason they have a lot of the rules they have now throw a z-pack on it he'll be fine right exactly. <laughs> it makes everything z-pack makes everything go away but, but all right, so let's get back into NXT okay, as, okay. as we a show a little bit there, but we really yeah. did. We really did. We went way crazy. But dude, NXT's women's division is so much like, better than AEW. Let's call it an let's call it an A plus, yeah. just so we can call AEW's women division like a C minus, an F at this point, a, a D, D plus. plus, a heavy D plus. I mean, they, trust me, they have, they, I mean, Sheeta is awesome. Right, exactly. Love Sheeta. Exactly. I mean, they do have very... Britt Baker is she's good. She's coming back next week. Big Swole is good. I don't, they just... That's pretty much where it ends. They have Nyla Rose, too. Where's Nyla Rose been? On Dark. Yep. Yep. On Dark, Why? You would think Serena Deeb is good. Where's uh, who where's else? Riho? Oh, Riho, yeah, there we go. She's probably still in Japan oh, yeah, because of true. COVID. I mean, I didn't, the, I didn't really yeah. buy her too much as a champion, but I mean, no, no, but I hate that that belt was made for her. <laughs> that belt, <laughs> yeah, that belt. 
Because, like, if you won it, it'd be a bracelet. Yeah. But, like, anyway, enough about AEW. But NXT, like, their women's division is stacked. Well, like I said, it goes back. They have a place right there where they have all these coaches and all these wrestlers Mm -hmm. can sit there and they can interact with these coaches, ask questions. I mean, these are, like, world-class wrestlers that are working at the training center helping train these men and women. Yeah. So you're gonna get you're gonna get so much knowledge. I mean, totally. so much. So they they make sure that they are properly prepared. Love Tony Storm. Mm-hmm. Love Rhea Ripley. Love Ember Moon. Uh, what's her name? Raquel Gonzalez. She's mm-hmm. awesome. They have uh, Shotzi Blackheart. I loved her when she first Candace started. Candice LeRae is incredible. Shotzi Blackheart, although terrible on the mic, terrible. Dylan. Carter. She's terrible on the (laughs) mic. (laughs) Well, I mean, she definitely has the resources there to get better. Did you see her little thing at the end of NXT this week? No, I didn't see it. What happened? Well, okay, so... At the end of uh, Punishment Martinez's match, yeah. uh, Gargano comes out and like hits him with yeah. a chair, and then William Regal comes out and he's like, oh, "Aren't you proud of yourself? Aren't, aren't well, you proud of yourself?" You proud of yourself? You can piss off now. <laughs> All the way to Halloween Havoc. <laughs> Um, he says, "Hey, hey guys, <laughs> <laughs> hey can hey Candy, you've got, you, you've, <laughs> you've got the host of Halloween Havoc has another thing to say, and then, which is weird, like the host of Halloween Havoc and Shotzi Blackheart appears, so she's the mm-hmm. host." But she was just in a match with Candice LeRae, like, literally 20 minutes ago, and got hit with brass knuckles. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying she couldn't recover in that time, but it's a little weird that she just, like, reappears and, like, oh, it's all actually my fucking show. Like, stupid. Um, But anyway, he says, the host of uh, Halloween Havoc has something else to say. And then she shows up and she goes, both. Of you have. What did she say? Uh, Someone spin the wheel or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. But she was like, "There's like everything was like a William how like how William Shatner would read it. Your matches will have circumstances." Spin the wheel, make order. It was oh man. Spin I would like, the wheel for your circumstance. It was. I was watching it and like my facial expression changed. And and Brie looks at me and she goes, "You are enthralled in this." I said, "No, I'm really not. <laughs> I'm shocked they gave her a mic. That's what yeah. it is. Like this is bad." Like, why are you nervous? There's no fans here. 
<laughs> this is like you in front of a studio. <laughs> you in front of a like a bunch of LED screens or LED TVs. Right. Ooh, it was really yeah, bad. Yeah, have like, it has like I a 10 just, second I, delay. So, I mean. Yeah, I should just play that. Play it right now. No, don't play, play it right now. Don't play it right now. We'll no, play don't it right play now. it right now. It's played. Excuse me. All right. All right. Um, but yeah, they have a stacked women's division, which is great. Damn, that's where we went. That's that's, that's where, where we started. Yeah, we went from a stack. Oh my god, we, the longest stack we ever. NXT stacked women's division to William Shatner. <laughs> anyway, they did a great job. Yeah, um, all around. Yeah. <laughs> Good for them. Pat yeah, on clap the back. A, clap of well hands. Well done. Clappa clappa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I liked the. Um, uh, I almost said Priest Holmes, Damian Priest, and uh, I liked Damian Priest and and Dexter Lubis and Cameron Grimes. Like I like how all of that you is like going on. And then a laka laka with the clappa clappa. <laughs> and then Johnny Gargano involved yeah. in that. Like yeah. That is how feuds should be, where there's multiple people involved. Why, well, why it doesn't, can't there I mean, be multiple people involved? It doesn't necessarily always need to be multiple people involved, but if if the, no, and if no, the story that the they're time. trying to tell calls for it, then yeah. It's just it's shocking to me that it is always, I would say, 99% of the time just one-on-one. You know, and AEW is especially guilty for this. At no point is it ever multiple people involved. It's, oh, I'm challenging now, you know. <laughs> this week was probably the first time that you could see multiple people involved in one feud with Darby Allen in the crowd mm-hmm. watching the TNT match between Cody and, Cody Cody and Cassidy. And Orange yeah. Cassidy. Right. So. And you know that based on that, Ricky Stark's baby is involved too because of his feud with Darby mm-hmm. Allen. So there is elements of that now, thankfully, but previously they hadn't really been doing that. Hmm. Hmm. Harumph. Hmm. Um, so the tag team division in AEW, uh-huh. they had like a... Uh, well, next week they're going to have what? Like a eight person tag team match. Four different teams competing to be the number one contender to face FTR. So they right. did like the old like Royal Rumble pick the spin the thing and then pick your thing out. Pick pick the spin pick the thing. Spin yep. thing. So we had a was it? A private party. Yeah. Butchering the blade. Yeah. Uh, what was the other team? Uh, Young Bucks and help me out. What was the other team? Oh, some two guys from the Dark Order. Oh yeah, right, right, right. Like yeah, yep. Four, um, uh, silver, and, silver, twelve and, and twenty-two. Uh, I don't know. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick your yeah. lotto numbers, and that's yep. who they Dark were. Dark Order, twelve and twenty-two. So. Yeah. Yeah. What's the date today? 10-16. Yep, there you 16, go. Right, 2020. 
Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so you're going to have those four teams face off next week, and then the winners will be the number one contenders to FTR. Yeah, Young Bucks. Yeah, still not suspended. No, nope, still just so going they, strong, doing whatever they, the fuck totally they want. They totally ignored your idea. Dude, I... Dude. Bro. It's a joke. Yeah. If you don't... I I mean, listen, I get it, all right? I'm saying, oh, there shouldn't be EVPs anymore. Okay, maybe maybe that's unrealistic. Maybe that's a little drastic, considering the only reason the, the, the company is together is because of them, right? They're part of the reason. They are part of the reason. I'm saying them as in the elite. Oh, okay. I thought you were specifically just individually talking about the young bucks. So, do something. (laughs) Like, you're suspended. They didn't do anything. I mean, they didn't do anything. Simple enough. Stay at home. Nothing. Do whatever the fuck you want. They didn't do nothing. Don't and like now, it. and now they are in a match to possibly become the number yep. one contenders. They will. They will become the number I one contenders. I don't want to see it. And they will face. No, I don't no. Either, I actually, I do want to see it, and I want to see FTR kick the shit out of them. That's I want to see FTR shoot on them. I, I know, but <laughs> that's what I want to see happen. <laughs> that's what I want to see happen. So. It will it will come to a head. There will be a, a pay per view match in I don't know. Let's say January. It's gonna be January. They have a pay per view match, and it'll be when COVID restrictions are lifted, so they'll actually have a live live mm-hmm. audience. And it'll be my guess is Hangman Page versus John Moxley, which I realize we haven't got that far yet. And then the tag match will be. Young Bucks versus FTR. Mm-hmm. And Young Bucks will win. I don't want to see it. I'm with you. I don't, I don't either. I, the match shouldn't happen. Match shouldn't happen for another, I don't know, let's just say a year. No, I'm not saying it, it shouldn't happen. It's just I don't want to see it. Mm-hmm. But that's why it shouldn't happen. Yeah. People should want to I, see it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. All right, we've we we've spent enough time. Let's talk about it. Mr. Kingston, he kicked it off. He was saying, "Hey, what's up? Let's talk about some wrestling." Mm-hmm. So, obviously this week, John Moxley defended the AEW World Title against Lance Archer and came out victorious. However, that is not where this story goes or ends. Story is with Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. So, Dylan, you tell me. What are your thoughts about that whole cohesion? I am looking forward to that more than what I was looking forward to with Moxley and Archer. And that's no disrespect to Archer, but they did such a horrible job of trying of, well, first building him up when he first came into the company, and then nothing afterwards. Like we've talked yeah. about before, he was drawing on Jake's back and beating up people in the locker room. Yep. And then they didn't 
I mean, they didn't do enough to build him back up. Now, I realize there was a situation where, what, he tested positive for COVID? Oh, right. So yep, he, was, yep, yep, so he yep. couldn't be there for a couple of weeks. So, I mean, if that didn't happen, maybe more could have been done at that point. But, I mean, even before that happened, they totally put water on any heat that he – or any momentum that he had – from when he first came into the company. He should have never had a title match with Cody, ever. He should have never challenged for a title, and arguably he should have probably never challenged Moxley for this title. Mm-mm. I think they've they've kind of spoiled him a little bit so far. Like He should be this monster that people are just organically getting behind. Like, hey, what... This dude's just eating people alive. Why isn't why doesn't he have any title shots? What's going right. on there? You know? It should take that kind of attention to get him in the title scene, not oh, he's in the title scene and he lost. Yeah. It's just it's kind of yeah, watering him down. So then after the match, was it Eddie Kingston and his group of people came out? Right. Yeah. And um, yeah, they left commentary. They left commentary. That's right. They were at commentary, and um, Archer left the ring just what casually. Well, he he attacked Mox. Yes, that's I right. Think, I think. Right? He, oh yeah, because after Mox got that pin on him, right, then he got back up and attacked him right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then, uh, yeah, Kingston. Everybody else came down, and I forgot. Did they? Did they attack Archer, or did just Archer just casually get up and leave because he was outnumbered? Yeah, Archer. Yeah, Archer retreated because he was outnumbered because Jake the Snake helped held him back. Okay, there you go. Um, <laughs> uh, so then, yeah, Kingston cut like a great promo, and like we've said this so many times, you know, about some of the people on there, but you know, especially Kingston. When Kingston cuts a promo, I believe him. It doesn't feel fake to me. It feels like this is who this person really is, like, and this is exactly how he feels. Yep. So it doesn't come off as being rehearsed or phony or anything like that. So, um, you know, basically the gist of it, uh, Kingston basically said that, you know, he wasn't beaten for the title. He never, well, he never tapped out for the title from their previous match that they had and uh, went ahead and put Moxley in that same hole that he passed out in, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So they are building towards another Kingston and Moxley match, which I am super excited about. Now, you don't think Kingston will or should win the AEW world title, correct? I don't know. I don't know. I I mean it all it all depends on what they do for the build up to this match. I mean, they have to I mean, that's the whole point. You have to make me believe that this guy can possibly be a threat to the champion. And I think Kingston can do that 
Now, from like a creative standpoint, do I think they should go with Kingston uh, as champion? Uh, that's debatable. I mean, I could see, I could see both ways for it, um, but I think f- for right now, uh, at this point, I'm gonna say stick with Moxley just to kind of stay the course of things. I mean, Eddie Kingston is so versatile and so good that he can go into any other direction in that company or any other feud and make it feel important. So I don't think it's going to hurt Kingston for him to lose to Moxley again. But maybe they can kind of stretch it out to a third match too. Which I would I would probably be okay with. Mm-hmm. Just because I know that they can both do a good job of building it up, building up another third match. But right now at this point, I'm going to say stay the course with Moxley. So. Yeah, I don't, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I think Mox is, uh, you know, he, he's their, their prize, prize horse or gift. I don't know. Whatever the term is, gift horse, prize horse, workhorse, gift horse, war horse, war horse. horse? Huh? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, prize possession, but, yeah, he is. He's the man, but they don't have their hardcore heel in AEW, don't you think? Like, I don't. There's not one guy that you're just like. I don't know. Kingston's pretty. I guess that's my point. Is he is the guy? He is the guy that I would run with. And you and I talked about it before, and I stand by what I said. Kingston is the Joker to Moxley's Batman. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is because Kingston doesn't need a title. I mean, maybe he has one at, at some point, maybe he has the AEW world title, but I think that his character, especially the way that he's presenting himself, because if you think back to the way that this feud has started, him saying, him calling Mox sports entertainer. I love that. I love that that is the basis of their feud. We know each other. We go way back. We've we met each other in the indies. We were both deathmatch participants. You know, we know each other from Philly. We know each other from the mid from mid south. We know each other up and down. You went to the land of sports entertainment. I didn't go there. So you're a sports entertainer. You're not me. You're not you know, a tough guy. You're not a, a, a whatever. You didn't you didn't grind to get it like I did. Mm-hmm. And so I love that persona in that Kingston wants to just knock him down to his level. It's not that he wants to reach his level, you know, so maybe Kingston doesn't want the title, but he doesn't want Mox to have it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where I think the story is. Because, and I talked about the Dark Knight earlier, and that that was my foreshadowing for this moment gotcha. right here. Oh, okay. <laughs> the Dark Knight, <laughs> the Joker from the Dark Knight, you know, Michael Caine's famous line from that movie is he says, you know, some some men, well, and maybe I'll play it right here. I don't know. 
Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Some men, they ju- just want to watch the world burn. So I still Well, because he thought it was good sport, because some men aren't looking for anything logical like money. They can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. And that, that to me is, is the perfect story for these two converging. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe they have a match next week even because Mox is like, F this. I'm tired of this dude getting involved in my matches. Let's get him in the ring. You know, me and, me and him, whatever. If, let's go. Um, <laughs> Let, let's do it. Well, the reason I hesitate is because obviously they've already had a match. But the issue yeah. is is that um, Kingston didn't tap. He passed out. And that's mm-hmm. his whole contention to hold it, all of this. He's like, I didn't lose. It was the freaking ref who decided, hey, that's enough. So, yeah. you know, maybe there's a stipulation to make sure that doesn't happen. I don't know. So obviously it's going to come to a match. But if depending on the character they're trying to create for Kingston, does it matter if he wins or loses? Or does Kingston just want to make sure that Moxley loses at some point? Right. I mean, I'm with you. I am so enthralled with this storyline. I think that they could go in so many different directions. And, you know, of course, I hope they go in the direction that I'm talking about right now because I think that it's 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 unique and it's different. It's not something that's being done. But mm-hmm. even if they don't go that way, I still think it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, super excited. And I mean, I know you like Kingston anyway. He was great in NWA. He's great now. Um, one thing that I said to you earlier that I, um, I'll bring up again is uh, the promo that he cut after Dynamite went off air. You know, he's beating on Moxley after Dynamite off air, and he's saying— Oh, yeah, I remember you telling me about that. He's saying, you left me behind, you left me behind. That's that's part of this story that needs to be told. I mean, I like Kingston, you like Kingston, hardcore fans like Kingston. But if I'm a casual fan that maybe is trying wrestling out again for the first time in 10 years or 20 years, or for the first time ever, mm-hmm. I need to know why I care about this feud. Why do I care about these two? Moxley already beat this clown. Give me a reason to care. And that is a story right there mm-hmm. that I need to get to the bottom of, you know? ASAP. Immediately. Right Tell me now, Tony Khan, stop giving five grand at super kick parties. We'll see what happens. I mean, like I said, AEW is so up and down, though. I mean, there's portions of it that are great. And there's stuff of stuff about it that just sucks mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's just so all it can just be so all over the place so i mean hopefully they make the right creative decisions with this and really build it up well and we will just wait and see what plays out next week yeah going up forward so i agree with you i agree with you um yep. i think we covered it all what do you think yeah i think we you know pretty much Put ourselves over out there and just <laughs> and put ourselves it, over. Got it, got it. Got it. Yeah, yeah, right. And got it covered. 
I think so. I think um, for the most part, yeah. For the most part, yeah. We got we got Lacrux in there, Lacroix, 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 Lacrosse. The French version of the crow. We played, yeah. Lacroix. Yep, yep. Us and Brandon Lee. God rest his soul. We, yep, we did it. It's over. It's over. It's over. Um, um, that being said, hey, listen, Dylan. We got some. We got some plugs. We got some plugs. We got some hair we plugs. Got plugs. We got some ear plugs. We got some plug plugs. <laughs> what plugs do we have? Plug it. No, me. Yeah, plug it. You want me I, plug it? Uh, well, first of all, before you get too carried away here, <laughs> before I plug too much. <laughs> yeah, go with the plugs. Yep. Um, just want to say a quick shout out to our buddy Eric, uh, a buddy of ours that we grew up with, who's uh, kind of busting out on the seam and uh, seam scene busting at the seams. <laughs> Bust, he is busting, out, busting on the scene. Busting at the <laughs> he, seams. He's busted. So. There's, you can't contain him because no. he's busting at the seams. Um, <laughs> Our buddy Eric over at Twitch, um, big time gamer. Hey, listen, if you're into gaming, if you're on Twitch, if you're checking it out, go check out our buddy Eric, uh, High Times 420, with an X in the front and in the back. <laughs> whatever, whatever that means. So. <laughs> Miss, Miss Jackson, if you're naughty. Um, <laughs> no, I will definitely put the link in uh, the notes here, the comments, so you can definitely click on. If you are uh, on Twitch and you are active on Twitch, definitely check out our buddy Eric. He is uh, a good guy, um, good time, definitely a good good uh, uh, channel to check out. Yeah, yeah. Likes to Twitch. Twitch he, is out. He, yeah, he knows what he's doing when he's twitching. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, shout out, Eric. Uh Giving us a giving us a platform on his channel, and we definitely want to reciprocate and give him the same same respect. So, thank you, Eric, and for everybody else, yes. check him out. Thank you very much, very much appreciated, sir. Oh, we got other stuff. Okay. Yeah. Oh, there's um, other things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. There's other things. Oh, you know, you know the basic stuff. You know, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Quick Pain Pod. You can also go to our website, quickpainpod.com. There we will have our most recent episodes posted on the website. And there's a section where you could please, please. For the love of God. Email us. Send us something. (laughs) Give us. Holy balls. It's a real email. I swear. It's not not a fake one. I mean, it's not going to go to like. I don't know my sister's spam account or something like that. So although, hey, that's something. No. Give me no. her. What's her email address? Let's do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> let's, let's test out this theory. No. <laughs> um, but no. Go to that. We also have merchandise. Tpublic. dot com. No, you don't even need to do that. Just go to our website. Just go to our merch. Go to website or go to our Facebook page. Or Facebook page and click shop now. Yeah, we've made it that. so damn easy for you guys. That it, this shouldn't be an issue anymore. Shouldn't. Yeah, our stuff should be flying off the shelves <laughs> into with a packaging label on it into a package into a box and Listen, right you guys, to your address. I'm going to be completely transparent with you. 
There's been two sales so far. I'm gonna be <laughs> I'm gonna be so Patrick Swayze with you right now in Ghost. <laughs> I'm gonna be so Kurt Russell with you guys and go overboard and get lost in a nothing, <laughs> nothing. Oh, I'm gonna get in big trouble with Little China right now. Oh. <laughs> uh. Captain Ron. <laughs> you guys, I was, I was trying I'm to going to deliver a tombstone if you don't buy some clothes. You didn't get that one, tombstone? Val Kilmer? Yeah, Kurt Val Russell? Kilmer. Oh. Yeah, Western. I got uh, it. I didn't hear anything for Captain Ron. Captain Ron? Captain Ron? That's all I know yeah. from that movie. With, uh, who's it, Martin Short's in that too? Oh, yeah, Martin Short. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Martin Short. Oh, What else you got? Kurt Russell. Hit me. Kurt Russell. Oh, God, what else was he in? Was he in some, like, trucker movie named Black Dog, uh, named Black Dog or something like that? Black Dog? Yeah, Meatloaf was in it, too. Black Dog? I think so. I Black think something. So. I don't think so. No? Maybe. Meatloaf was Sk- in Fight Club. Oh, uh, <laughs> wasn't... Yeah, Meatloaf was, was in Fight Club. Uh, Kurt Russell was also in Escape from L.A., right? Yeah. Yeah. This is a movie section of our podcast, so where we try to figure out <laughs> who was in what... <laughs> He's in that movie, right? All of this yeah. is being edited yeah, out. I think so. I think so. <laughs> okay. Martin Short. <laughs> Martin Short. Martin Short. Did you hear Mick, Rick Moranis got punched in the face in New York? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Why? All that child abuse he, he did, you know, back in the 90s. Honey, I shrunk the kids. <laughs> and, honey, I blew yeah. up the baby. What and, are you blowing up kids for, bro? Yeah. Yeah, shrinking them. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. That deserves a punch in the face. <laughs> that baby didn't deserve that. <laughs> or, you know what? It's times like those, I bet he was wishing he was wearing a helmet. Probably. Tied to a hammock floating around in the yard with a magnifying glass. A lord helmet. Lowered helmet. Dark helmet? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Spaceballs. Spaceballs. No, sir, I didn't see you play with your dolls again. (laughs) Ludicrous speed. (laughs) What the hell am I looking at? All right. Let's get out of here. Let's let's do it. You already did the farewell, so I guess we're... We're we're We're, going to do it again. No. Yeah, do it. Quick pay pod, though. Uh, all right. Um, but seriously, what's your sister's spam email? Wait. We'll see you guys later. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Bye.